Hey everybody, Matt Knotts from the Anomaly Presents podcast, inviting you to join us for the Anomaly Film Festival. It's our fourth edition, November 3rd through the 6th, at the historic Little Theater in Rochester, New York. We've got so much great stuff for you. Tons of films you've never seen before. One you may have seen before, but never quite like this. That's Friday the 13th 3 in 3D, amongst many other great surprises. It's the Anomaly Film Fest, anomalyfilmfest.com, November 3rd through 6th. We'll see you there. Hello there. I'm an important British actor. You're listening to the Beer Review Journal on the Lunchador Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Knotts and McGinnis Blue. Enjoy! Welcome to the Beer Review Journal. Uh, I'm your host, McKenneth Blue. Uh, with me is the creature of cream ale, Matt Knotts. <laughs> yep, that's right. How are you doing tonight, Matt? I'm doing great. Yeah? I've, I've got a whole pint of cream ale next to me, so how could I be bad? You know, last time we talked, uh, I feel like I was pretty negative uh, about Genesee beers in general. I feel like tonight I'm going to do my best to turn over a new leaf and just... Be positive and and accepting. I appreciate that. I, I I like the fact that you're keeping an open mind. Um, I will say that uh, cream ale is kind of, you know, uh, uh, a cult favorite. Let's call it that. <laughs> yeah, there is uh, certainly a, a bit of a cult of personality surrounding Genesee brands in general, uh, but but Cream Ale is definitely a favorite among the uh, the Rochester uh, area and, and the people that populate it. Now, here's an anecdote for you. Um, in October, well, let's, let's here's the, the topic of tonight. Let's get to that quick before we get back into the Cream Ale talk. So we're, we're kind of going after those gas station beers, right? Yeah, tonight it's it's the stalwarts, the the ones that you, you know, you have a, a day at work, and it, it doesn't even have to be a bad day. You were you were working that day, and you're on your way home. You stop at the gas station. These are the ones that that you pick up day in day out. Right. The the tall boys, the ones that you know you you know you're gonna go home, have a beer, and, and be happy about being home. Yes. You're you're firing up your PlayStation Four. You're signing into Overwatch. And, you know, you're hoping that today is a day where there is total mayhem or 4v4 deathmatch. <laughs> or if you're me, you, you turn on a horror movie or a, a, a wrestling show. Yeah, there's that too. But mostly Overwatch. Mostly Overwatch, though. Yeah. So, back to Cream Ale. Let me Let me throw this out there for you. I, in October, the, the Shelton Brothers Festival, they held that in Buffalo. It's kind of like a... a world-class beer festival brewers from around the world come and talk about what they've made cantillon is there and there was cloud water from manchester and uh there was a brewery from vietnam and all these different international brewers of, of some acclaim showed up um and there was an after party at a place called culture bay in buffalo they had a tap list cream ale was on tap that night well, of course. I mean, you're only going about an hour and a half away uh, to hit Buffalo, and 
why wouldn't you transport this nectar of the gods? So, uh, international brewers in this bar, what was the first keg kicked? Oh, I'm going to guess it was one of the Vietnamese beers, right, Matt? No, it was cream ale. No way. Yeah, that's right. Cream ale. I mean, no. <laughs> Please tell me that's not what these famous brewers were picking. Here, I'll, I'll tell you the way it looked on the tap list, and, and we can put this up on social media so you can see it. On the Colder Bay tap list, it was Jenny Cream Ale, and, you know, most tap lists have a place where, you know, a, a place of origin for the beer. Um so above it, for example, there was Jester King Snorkel from Austin, Texas, Cellar Maker from San Francisco, a bunch of other half, Allagash from Portland. Jenny Cremo, you know where that was from? Rochester, New York? Heaven. Oh, that's nice. And there's usually little tasting notes, right? Like Allagash White, it starts the standard of the American style of Belgian wit beer with flavors of coriander, blah, 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 blah. Sure. Yeah. You know what the tasting notes for, for cream ale are? Well, last time we got together, you said uh, something about corn pop and uh, wet cardboard. Here. I mean, those were your words, not mine. Here, let me let me read this to you, because oh, oh, here's another one. Oh, wait. Um, can, I, can I have another go at that? Yeah, go for it. Uh, depression. Um, sadness. You know what? I'm going to wet my whistle first, because this is... It's a mouthful. i got to make sure that we got this. Yeah, sláinte. The tasting notes. Now, for example, Cellar Maker, Third Eye Blonde, a crisp and refreshing brew, perfectly hopped with galaxy, blah, blah, blah. Jenny Cream Ale, three words. What three words do you think they are? Um, tastes like beer. You are welcome. Ah. I find it interesting. So we both took a sip at about the same time. I'm only tasting stuff on the roof of my mouth, which, as far as I know, doesn't have any taste buds on it. <laughs> See, this is what's nice about cream ale is that it's the, the gift that keeps on giving. You take your sip. It's got a nice maltiness to it. A little bitterness. But there's a certain oily quality that kind of sticks with it. Yeah. And reminds you that, yeah, you're drinking a beer. You're certainly drinking a beer. And I have to say, you know, comparing this to the red eye we had last time, uh, I mean, it's light years better. Yeah. It's a damn good beer. It's solid. Um, now, do you know what they subbed out for me when I when I ordered my, my cream ale and they told me the keg had kicked? No. What did they give you? It was a Bissell Brothers lager beer. Huh. That was as close as they could come was Bissell Brothers out of Portland. And the bartender looked at me and said, oh, dude, cream ale's kicked. Is uh, Bissell Brothers Lager Beer okay? Is is a great brewery's lager okay? Right. Sure. No, man, I really need it to be cream ale. You fucked my whole day up. So, yeah. I, I drove from Rochester <laughs> to try this beer. Yeah. Oh, Matt, um, I don't know how to tell you this, but you didn't have to do that. In a day where I drank a Cantillon Lambic that was probably, the, the pour that I got was probably covered by the cost of my ticket. One of these rare, 
you know, all cherry and, and fruit lambics, things that don't get sold outside the brewery. You have to go to Belgium to get it. Cream ale is what's sold out. That That is wild to me. That That's crazy. Do you it, know why? Because people enjoy it. It's a simple beer. It's a simple beer for simple people. After a day of drinking buck wild sours that'll strip the enamel off your teeth and these crazy IPAs that are triple IPA, you know, they taste like, you know, citrus skittles from outer space and give you the worst case of agita you've ever had. Sometimes you just want a nice simple beer. Yeah, I mean, it's like the, it's the equivalent of, you know, just biting into a lemon. No, it's the equivalent of, you know, taking a sip of some nice, refreshing, like, lemon water or or a sorbet to cleanse the palate, but you still get to drink beer while you're doing it. Exactly. Exactly. You know you're drinking a beer. Yeah. But it's a nice, even, there's taste to it. Mm -hmm. It's not like the... The Jenny we had last week, which, you know, is a very American lager for for all the the, the cliches that you can think of. Yeah, no, um, you know, the other thing I'll say is I think this might be the first time I've had a cream ale out of a glass. Okay. Um, and like a, a proper beer drinking glass, uh, for a beer of this type. Um, so I mean, a, a lot of the, uh. A lot of the things that I wouldn't be smelling uh, out of the can, I'm, I'm getting, and it's it's nice. It's a nice beer. I, I don't know that you'll ever get me to say, no, no, I'm sorry. I new leaf, new new year, new McKenna. <laughs> Maybe okay. Here's what I'm going to do, Matt. Yeah. I, I'm going to take a sip of this beer. Yeah. And you just tell me the things that that you like about this beer that that make you love it, and I'll see if I can get into your Headspace. All right. Go for it. Okay. Here we go. So it's a nice, malty, simple taste. It's got a little bit of character to it. It's not too bitter, but it's got some taste to it. You know, it's definitely a beer. Um, it's got a nice round mouth feel. It's quite nice. Oh, Matt. Oh, my gosh. This beer's so good, Matt. <laughs> You're an ass. <laughs> you guys. Oh, my God. You guys. Whatever it takes. $20. $40. You got to get your hands on a Genesee cream ale. I will say this. If you're paying anything more than $1.78 for it, you're fucking up. <laughs> right. Um, speaking of Jenny Beers, did you uh, did you see that uh, song I sent you? No, not yet. Yeah, uh, I don't... It was, like, right after we recorded the first episode. There's uh, some dude I did not investigate beyond the fact that it's a, a song called Genesee Beer. Yeah. So, for all I know, the guy is a horrible person, you know, racist well, mo- or whatever. Most artists are. But, um, yeah, it's a, a country song about a guy who breaks up with somebody and just spends the rest of the song drinking Genesee beers. Huh. Yeah. I would love to know who that was. Let me see if I can dig it up. Did you text that to me? I did. How did I miss that? I don't know. I'm a bad friend. Well, you leave me on red a lot. Nah. Mike Wheeler. A lot of times I'm asleep. Matt was asleep at... 
12.46 p.m. on a Monday. No, he was at work. You were at work. Yeah. You know, the place where we can't have phones out. <coughs> but we all do. <laughs> Thus ends the work portion of our episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think that this is... Uh, this is like I said. This is so much better than the uh, the red eye. I agree. Um, and this is probably the first time I've actually enjoyed it. Um, no, I'm impressed because usually when I say that I drink these things, you're like, I would rather drink battery acid piss. Like, yeah, no, I I shit on you so hard. You do. Yeah. Which is fair. But this is, I don't know. Like, like I said last time, like lagery beers, and this isn't really. A lager per se. Yeah. Um, there's some slight differences in how they brew it. I I don't recall the exact uh, process, but I mean it's what it it's it's made to drink like a lager, but something or other. Yeah, it's half cold fermented, like top fermented, half bottom fermented, more or less. If you want to see the chemistry about it, go go to the website, I guess. Right. Um, but. Uh, yeah, no, there's there's definitely a lot more to it than there is in the red eye. The red eye basically, you know, the guy who's brewing that, you know, he comes from down in the valley where Mister, when you're young, they bring you up to do like your daddy done. <laughs> yeah. And and him and Mary they met in high school when she was just seventeen. Oh boy, that's about as much as we can do with that without without getting sued. Right. Um. But yeah, no, it's a very simple. Like I said last time, it's it's corn pops and cardboard and. Well, no, I mean I don't really. Yes, taste... There's a lot more character to it. I, I don't I don't get like shitty tastes from this tonight. No. This is this is pleasant. I don't get cardboard. Um, you know, there's it's sweet. It's it's light. You know, you're going to be able to session this no problem. Um, you know, we just come back to the the problem that I have with uh, session beers where. You know, I I just personally prefer something at a higher ABV that's going to get me buzzed faster, and I don't right. have to drink as much, and then I'm not running to the bathroom as much. Yeah. You know, um, but it's good. I don't know. Maybe I just enjoy the more solitary experience of having to go rock a piss every ten minutes. Maybe it's like my the the antisocial part of me that likes to do that if I'm out at a bar. Like, oh good, I can get ten minutes away from whatever I'm doing. Well, how much time are we spending out at bars, man? I don't know about That's you. A fair point. I I you know they they say that uh, you know if you you drink alone you have a problem. If if that's the only standard that I measure by, then uh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I almost literally only drink alone. Now I will throw this out there. You're playing Overwatch, so there are other people around. So yeah, but I don't turn team, team chat on. boy. Yeah. Proud of you. I mean, the few times that I have turned it on, all I hear are 12-year-olds telling me I'm shit or, you know, just people ripping fat bongs. Like, this all tracks. This is yeah. every every online game I've ever played. Yeah. I don't understand how they can how they can get that high and still be that good. Well, I'm here to tell you, Matt. Um, I mean, I'm not chomping down on the, the jazz cigarettes myself uh, anymore because I, I don't start drinking anything until I'm I'm playing yeah. and usually you know I start drinking when I die and I'm waiting to respawn so I definitely die a lot more at the start of the evening than I do at the end um, I think that you know an altered state of uh, consciousness one chemical or another you know you're just not thinking about it as much and you're 
you know, just sort of going with what's happening a little bit more. True. I guess it depends on what you're you're getting into because I sure. I would figure I'd just be way slower. I'm already fucking slow. Well, you just got to turn the stick sensitivity up. Fair. Yeah. I like that you've got the compensation. Did you learn that on Goldeneye? <laughs> no, actually, this is the first game I've ever really messed with stuff like that before. Really? Yeah, but, you know, it helps if you're getting shot at from behind and you only have to push the stick over, like, halfway and you're already turned around. Like, that that's helpful. Nice move. Yeah. It's a pro gamer tip. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm too slow for video games anymore. I, I only ever play, like, Madden and stuff because I know how they work. Right. But, yeah, if it's a shooter, I can't. It's terrible. I mean, I've always been a shooter guy. Like, you know, it was uh, college days, it was Halo and uh, Halo 2 and stuff, and building little lands between dorm rooms and, you know, people yelling at us for our Cat 4 cables mm-hmm. uh, being out in the hallway and shit. Oh, yeah. So. The only one I could fuck with was uh, Unreal Tournament. The original Unreal Tournament I was okay at. But I've been like a real bag of garbage with all of the rest of them. Halo, I just got my ass shot off every single time I played it. So, uh, what is uh, next on the dock? Oh, God, what do we have? We've got... You brought Voodoo Ranger. I brought Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA, which I mistakenly referred to as a double IPA last time. Although, if you put a gun to my head and say, tell me the difference between a double IPA and an Imperial... I would say I don't think there is one. You know what? A lot of times it's just like the difference between a, an oral and a rectal thermometer. I definitely wouldn't want to get at least one of those wrong. Yeah. Well, that's the difference, the taste. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's one of my all-time favorite jokes. <laughs> But yeah, I brought the uh, I brought the Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA, and I also brought an Arrogant Bastard Ale. Ooh, and I've got a uh, Dogfish Head sixty. Ooh, I like those. So, you know what? Why don't we head to the bar, which is my kitchen, and then we'll do a dealer's choice. And when we come back, you can be surprised at what we found. Yeah, here's a, a word from our sponsor. Um, which uh, you know, speaking of. Our intro, I gotta say. How the fuck did we do that? I didn't even know he was on Cameo. No. And, like, that was an irresponsible amount of money. It was. But, I mean, what's what's a mortgage payment between friends? You know what? It, it, you, you've got to treat your hobbies like a business. That's and, exactly right. you got to spend money to make money. Yeah. And when the phone rings, you don't have to answer it. No. So, we spared no expense. He did not want any kind of attribution. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Well, you know, you don't... It was early days for the podcast. I mean, it still is. Yeah. You don't want to put your name on something 100% unless you know what it is. But, you know, he's someone with an affinity for for beer. I thought it was cool of him to say, like, you know, I'll, I'll keep doing the ads yeah that was pretty nice you know i'm impressed but man like i'm just it, it's weird to be starstruck like via email yeah like i can't believe i got an email from that person it's pretty wild yeah but anyway yeah we'll we'll be back with uh, some beer we'll we'll tell you which one we picked we'll tell you when we get back all right sounds good
What did we end up with? Uh, we went with the Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA. Some fun facts Ooh. from the internet about the Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA. Best place for fun facts. So, this is a light gold beer with some particulate and substantial white foam. Not the way I poured it. No, that's pretty flat. Yeah. Um, but this one's going to give you some sweetness that just dives right into some bitter notes. Initial sweetness moving quickly to bitterness that lingers alongside a pleasing sweetness. So it's sweet and then bitter and then sweet again. I'll be the judge of that. It's 9%, which is what I like about it. <laughs> uh, let's see here. 70 IBUs. Uh, ale yeast. 250 calories per serving. Hmm, that sounds right. So let's talk about them hops a little bit. What do we got in this bad boy? We got Delta. We got Bravo. We got Centennial. We got Cascade. We got Calypso. And we got Mosaic. All right. Okay. All right. Basically, what that amounts to, as far as I'm concerned, is uh, some citrusy, some piney, and, depending on the can, a little bit of rubbing alcohol at the end of it. Yeah, that's that tracks with my usual experience with this one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this this is one of those uh, kick your kick you in the teeth beers. You were you were making a face. Yeah. Like that. That's the face of a person. Uh, you know, in one of those movies where they give people like a piece of wood to bite down before they cut their <laughs> leg off. It was it was very much a, a Chevy Chase drinking something way too alcoholic. Mm. It's not that it's super boozy. Because it's not. It's a little boozy on the back end. Yeah, but it's not. It's There's no rubbing alcohol on this. I will say that. No, not this particular one. I will tell you, I got two of these last night, and um, one of them, you know, if I'd scraped myself and, you know, I had a boo-boo. Could have just dipped in. <laughs> yeah, basically just rubbed it right on. <clears throat> so this is where my problem is with the, the Voodoo Ranger series. Because I've, I've had a few of these in my, my time. I've... You know, it takes a while to go through all the gas station beers, and I like to give everybody their fair shake. Sure. Um, these land on the side of cat piss for me a little bit. Yeah. There's a little bit of that, you know, like feline ammonia situation for me. There, There is a bit of, you know, like I said, for me, it, it's sort of a, a rubbing alcohol. There, there's a chemical component, uh, you know, towards the, the back end of the, the notes that is not entirely pleasant. You know, for me, this beer is not so much about the the taste or the overall experience. This is a I want to be buzzed as quickly as possible beer. So I guess my question is, if you're looking just for let's get this shit started, mm-hmm. why not go for like a um a higher test malted beverage, I suppose. Oh, like a, an Old English or something even stronger? Or are we talking whiskey? I mean, there is that. You could go with whiskey. But... Sure. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Grip and rip it, boy. <laughs> Man, that was just sitting there. Cranking um, that chunky chowder. Fuck. Um, no, but like the, the Jenny Black or, you know... Uh, the the other nine percent beers that you can pick up in your tall boy there, you know, maybe is it because they're too sweet? I don't know what it is. Uh, to be honest with you, I think that 
I mean, I, I like the citrus notes that I'm getting from it. Um, I like the there's there's some pine in there. I, I enjoy that. Um, you know, one of my favorite beer styles is a uh, black IPA. Um, and not enough people make them anymore. I mean, it used before I got into craft beer, everyone had, you know, their black IPA. And for me, it gives me all the, you know, the things I like about a stout, um, but with, you know, a, a hoppy component to it on top of uh, a higher ABV in a lot of cases. Yeah. Um, I can see where that this kind of ticks those boxes for you. Yeah. And, and I mean, obviously, this isn't a black IPA, but it's got those piney notes that you'll find in a mm-hmm. lot of IPAs. And um, like I said, it's it's 9% and it's two of the tall boys for, you know, I think five bucks at Wegmans. Yeah. I mean, pound for pound, it's going to be hard to find something ABV to hoppiness. Right. You know. That makes sense to me. Because, I mean, like I was saying last time... But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take two. Um, no, we're leaving these fuckers in. <laughs> uh, what was I just saying? Um, <laughs> Nine's doing good, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, so this this episode's going to be like two and a half hours long, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, because um, you have to drive home. Yep. Um, um, no, so... Yeah, like I was saying last time, so a, a lager, it, it's in general, and not even just like the mass-produced ones like your your Budweiser's, your uh, Sam Adams or whatever, um, just in general I find that they aren't necessarily as uh, flavor-rich um, no. as as an IPA. I, I, I like something that has a statement to make. For sure. That that totally makes sense to me. So I can totally see where that would be the case. And it makes sense that you're a big Arrogant Bastard guy, too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Stone is kind of known for those piney, dank, West Coast style. Obviously, West Coast. They're from right. California. San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say California. And then you said San Diego, and I got worried for a second that San I had Diego it wrong. San Diego was in California. Yeah. <laughs> Again, 9%. This this might turn into a solo mish from here. Um. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and actually, I you know, you and I were talking in between recordings uh, here. I, I I was kicking myself for not mentioning uh, Stone last time because um, they are, you know, toe-to-tip, one of my favorite breweries in the country. Oh, yeah. They, they are consistently good. Yeah. You know, if I pick something up, I know I'm going to at least like it. There has there's been very little that I've hated from them. Oh yeah. Um, I know you're not a Chacavesa guy. Oh, I am so not. I, I'm a big Chacavesa guy. Um, so I tell a story uh, sometimes about my dad. Um, you know, he, uh, in addition to being an attorney, he reviews books and stuff. And back when Interview with the Vampire came out. Uh, the book, not the you know Tom Cruise picture. Right. Um, he was reading that, and he always says that that's one of the few times he's ever made a deal with God. <laughs> it, it was, please God, let me finish this fucking book so I never have to read another Anne Rice novel again. You know, 
I've never met your dad, but yeah. that makes me love him just a little bit more. I agree with that statement completely. Yeah. So, yeah, my my dad, the atheist, <laughs> made a deal with God. <laughs> just to get him the fuck out of the Anne Rice book. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, people wonder where I get it, but... Uh, yeah. You know. And that's where you were a Chacavesa? Yeah. Please, God, let me finish this fucking beer so I never have to buy another one. <laughs> um, See, I'm a big fan of it. I mean, for me, what I'm discovering is uh, peppered beers, like beers mm-hmm. with chili peppers in them, I'm not a fan of. See, I'm good with them if they're trying to do, like, the Mexican hot chocolate slash mole sure. kind of flavor profile. Yeah, I'm good yeah. with that, but then again, I like Mexican hot chocolate, and I like mole. So it, it makes sense. It's a flavor pro- profile I like. Yeah, And I mean, I like spicy stuff, <laughs> um, but, like, the actual taste of a pepper I'm not a huge fan of. Yeah, no, it's that weird, I can't even explain it. Weird peppery taste? Yeah, this this pepper, pepper tastes like a pepper. The pepper tastes like a pepper, it's in my beer. That's the dumbest thing I've ever said in my life. Um, but it sounded like Brian Regan for a minute. You really did. The pepper tastes like a pepper. <laughs> that, that did not, but. No, I, yeah. No, I think you nailed it. I thought he was in the room with us. Mm. Um, but K2 does a jalapeno cream ale. I had that one. And or, no, no, I'm sorry. I had uh, mole stout. Okay. And it's odd, because mm-hmm. it's a cream ale. We've established that I enjoy those. Yep. Um, there's a weird... It's almost like you had a cream ale and then had two spicy salsa. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I'm not... I'm not here for that. Yeah, no, I mean... I, I had the Chacavesa. I had... Um, the mole stout at K2, and I had something with habanero in it from Rohrbach. And, you know, with the Rohrbach thing, I don't think I realized that was what I was getting. Mm. Um, so that was an unpleasant surprise. Um, I really think they should use that as their slogan sometimes. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to taste like that, so... <laughs> Rohrbach, an unpleasant surprise. Right. <laughs> <coughs> Crack Sorry. open disappointment at ten ninety nine a four pack. Sorry, Rohrbach, you do make some okay stuff. No, Rohrbach makes some makes some stuff that slaps. It's true. That's the Scotch Ale, the Rochester favorite. Yeah. Um, you know, we, I talked last time about uh, Instruments of Darkness that fucking rocked my socks. And the um the one they just did with the little yeah is really good. Yeah, it tastes just like an Nanaimo bar. Hmm. House of Silent Shadows, I believe it is. That is what it's called, yeah. yeah. I, I've been meaning to try it. Um, the Sam Patch one uh, is another porter. Yeah. Um, it was fine. Um, it, but again, it, they're, they're a place where you, I feel like you really need to go there. Um, no, you're right. You do have to go on site to, to get it. Or I, I, I had a sip of Adam's um, porter, stout, whatever, when we were at the Little to see Cats. Mm-hmm. And it was very good. Adam Lubito, friend of the show, um, he was drinking that to prepare for cats. Yeah. Tell me, did you record a podcast about that? We did record the podcast about that. The Anomaly Presents Podcast. Um, check it out wherever you get your podcasts. Um, it's actually one of my favorite episodes. That was a really good one. It's so much fun. That movie broke our fucking brains. I'm so glad I didn't see it. No, you have to see it. Oh, uh, do I? Yes. Do I really? Yes. Oh, okay, I guess I'll see it. Yeah, it's bonkers. I'm sure it is. 
Like, Rebel Wilson will, will destroy your life and your soul. She always does. This is especially off-putting. Is she like a... A cat yes. that's like... This is the, the conceit of the movie. They're all cats. No, but does she call herself, like, <laughs> Fat Tabby or something? No, what is what is her name anymore? I don't even remember. What's her jellical name? I was drunk. <laughs> this is probably the only way to enjoy that fucking movie. Can't confirm. Um, yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, she eats a cockroach, and, like, she's trained children that are mice under the sink to do, like, dinner theater. It's just... At one point, she unzips her skin to reveal more cat fur skin, but it's got, like, a sequined onesie underneath. Very off-putting. She bums me out every time I see her in anything. Yeah, this won't help. I I don't imagine it would. And I understand that, you know, people enjoy her stuff, and I'm sure she's a very nice person. She just... she bums me out. You get that? You get a, a very horny Ian McKellen cat? Now that I could... Yeah. Yeah. You, Judy Dench really is into it, too. <clears throat> she. Uh, you have to see this film just for the end of the film, which is her just firing this speech down the barrel for about four minutes. It felt like an eternity. But talking about the difference between cats and dogs and cats are not dogs. Okay, that's something I've been aware of. And why cats are special and not dogs. Hmm. You know what? T.S. Eliot can fuck off. Yeah, he can really just fuck off into space. I'm glad he's dead. Me too. Same with Andrew Lloyd Webber. But he's alive, isn't he? Yeah, sure. Whatever. I don't know. I mean, I like some of his other stuff. He doesn't have to fuck off. The Phantom of the Opera is a good sung-through musical, Matt. You're making a face that says you disagree. Now, I have seen Phantom of the Opera more times than I care to mention. I think I've seen it five times. Mm Mm-hmm. No, four. I saw it every year I was in high school. Because French Club would go every year. Which, at one point, the Phantom of the Opera in Toronto was the guy that played the mannequin on Today's Special. If you remember Nickelodeon's Today's Special. I'm a little young for that, but I am aware of it as a thing that existed. Yeah, there was a it was a children's show where there was a mannequin, and he would come to life until you knocked his hat off. And then Kim Cattrall right. would um, have... I don't know. Mannequin joke. Mannequin was very close to that. It was just... It didn't have Andrew McCarthy trying to take a mannequin to the bone zone. Yeah. Did it have Hollywood? It did not, which is disappointing, because Hollywood is my favorite part of that movie. This is the second podcast I've done in a week and a half where we've talked about the movie Mannequin. Well, I think that all that really means is we need to put Mannequin on. (laughs) Because I have not seen that shit in... <laughs> uh, you know, when I was uh, a little kid, it, it was a handful of movies on constant repeat. It was, you know, like Empire Strikes Back, yep. Return of the Jedi, Ghostbusters. Um, Mannequin, oddly enough, was a source of, you know, no small amount of enjoyment for me. Yes. It's a good one. And James Spader, holy shit. Spader is great in that movie. Spader's great in everything. Can we just say that? I don't think he's been bad in anything, yeah. Even, like, even that shitty Avengers movie, he was really good in. He was. It was not a shitty movie. I mean, it's not the best Avengers movie. It's the probably the... Of the Avengers-titled movies, um, I would say it's the weakest, but I, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's shitty. No. I mean, I would. But okay. I agree to disagree. We, we, we've established that I'm not the big biggest Marvel fan. 
Yeah. Not on the podcast, but in life. Sure. I mean, I am. You are. Which, I love them. They make me happy. That's fine. I'm not saying you can't love them. It feels love them less. like you're saying I can't love them. You can love them as much as you like. I just love them less. Fair enough. I watched... I can't remember. Did I watch both Infinity War and Endgame, or did I just skip to Endgame? I, I don't know the answer to that question, man. I, I wasn't fucking with you. I think I just watched Endgame. <laughs> that was like the most combative thing I've ever said to you. <laughs> Kara was like, let's watch this together. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And I watched it, and it was a movie. I'm shaking my head. It was yeah, it was fine. No, it's so good. It was fine. Whatever. Like, I, I, the end part, I guess, was neat. It was fun to see all those cartoons blow each other up. Yeah. I mean, that... Days on day. Days on day. Um, this is fucking unlistenable. At this point, right now, a little bit. We we can we can bring it back. Yeah, of course we can. Reel it back in. Yeah. Boy, this just keeps getting better as it gets warmer. Does it? Yeah. So I mean, that brings up a an interesting topic of conversation potentially. Serving temperatures. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, like your cream ale, we pop that open, poured it, like, fresh out of the fridge. Yeah, that was icy cold. And and that's the way that should be enjoyed, right? Absolutely. So, I mean, you know, there's certain beer types that should be just cold as fuck so you don't taste them. Um, and then, you know, whatever, they're good. But... Yeah, the, the, the buds of the world. Sure. Um, PR for sure. But, uh, so, like an IPA... That should really be a little bit warmer, right? A little, yeah. I don't want it ice, ice cold. But you need it to, to warm up a little bit so you get all the flavors. Yeah. You know? This one, not so much. No? Like, this one, I'd be perfectly fine if it was cold like a butt and I could just slam it. <laughs> if, if it was just a frozen block of ice that you occasionally <laughs> just like, licked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, like, the other thing that's kind of interesting is, like, a stout... I mean, like, you want that to be almost kind of grossly warm. Pretty much almost room temperature, yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's barrel-aged. Yeah. For sure. You know, I find that that's really true, and something that, you know, in my younger days I didn't pay that close attention to, but, I mean, there was a... It it might have actually even been uh, Instruments of Darkness uh, that I tried within the last few months, um, you know, back back in the fall. Like, it was one of my... Overwatch nights, which pretty much every night, and that sat there for a while, and it just kept getting better and better. Mm-hmm. I find that fascinating. Yeah, I, whenever I crack open one of those big beers, one of those you know like twelve percent stouts, like your KBS mm-hmm. or Bourbon Counties or you know th- those sort of beers, yeah, it, you get a lot more out of it, and and some of the stuff airs out. You get more coffee at first, and then chocolate, and then whiskey, and it's it's an interesting experience. They're they're definitely sipping beers. Yeah, and they they definitely open up. Especially we, we were goofing about glassware earlier, but if you put it in the right cup, mm-hmm. you know, if you put it in a kind of a wide mouthed goblet kind of thing, like a, a, a port glass, if you really want to get fancy, I don't know if that's the right glass, but that's the glass that seems like it makes sense to me. Because then you get a lot of different scents and stuff. It opens up, and it's kind of a nice experience. Yeah, for sure. Um, and 
I forgot what I was going to talk about. Fuck, this was a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, like, uh, you know, I, I didn't take things into the consideration like that when, uh, you know, a couple years ago I bought the, the Woot Stout, mm-hmm. uh, the pecan, pecan pie stout or whatever that yeah. Will Wheaton did with Stone and, and does with Stone like every year. And I didn't end up picking it up this past year, but, you know, maybe the 2020 version I'll have to pick up and, and take something like that into consideration when I'm, you know, going to enjoy it. It would be worth maybe revisiting that for, for the show. Get it yeah. out, and that that might be a, a super-sized episode where we just do Oppier. Yeah. And just see how it rolls for the, the duration. Yeah, for sure. Because um, that, that's a really good beer. Yeah. I've enjoyed that in the past. Yeah. Um. So, I mean... You're, I think it's about that time. I mean, yeah, you're kind of nursing that thing. <laughs> yes. You, you can you can pour it out. No. <laughs> I'm not a quitter. This is this is going to go away now. Okay. Chug, chug, chug. Oh, smooth. <laughs> Jesus fuck. <laughs> I like watching you suffer a little bit. <laughs> I feel bad about the heartburn that you're going to have later, but... No, it's fine. I took my Zantac earlier. We're cool. Oh, sweet. You So you prepped. I did. Yeah, you are like, this fucking asshole is going to bring over something that's, like, super happy. I'm... Here, let's let's put this well, what to do you, rest. What do you think is what's giving you the heartburn? Um, we already had our work segment. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Yes. <laughs> yeah, today was a day. Yes, yes it was. Uh, All right, back to the bar. We'll be back in a minute. Enjoy. Um, so we're back. Oh, we okay. Were we talking about breaking DMCA while we were recording? <laughs> Not as far as anybody knows. Wink. Um. Yeah. So we're back. We went with the Dogfish Head 60 Minute IPA. Yeah. Classic. I think so. Um. You put me onto the what was it? 90 minute or 120 minute? 120. Yeah, that shit was. That's fire. Ooh. Lit. So, we got lucky a couple years ago. Back before Wegmans knew what they were doing with the craft packs. I still say that, like, somebody, you know, uh, some 16-year-old was just like, I guess I'll break this one up. Uh, That was a major fuck-up. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So they put, it was, I think, like, eight of them Mm -hmm. up in the craft packs for $11.99. Oh uh, no! At that point, I think those were either still like eight ninety nine or ten ninety nine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we got <laughs> we made out like fucking bandits. So we were standing there, and I was like, "Here, let's do this." Yeah, yeah. I, I think that was the night where you were like, uh, "So oh, you're going to do a craft pack? Here's four beers. I want you to try." <laughs> yeah, I should have just paid for that, but hey, you know, I'm a shitty friend. <laughs> I was only wrong on one. You were very wrong on one. Yeah, but uh, the rest of them, those were those were really solid, uh, solid wrecks. Yeah, sorry, um, Super Session Eight. Yeah, or was it seven? Seven, whatever. It it was not good. Hey, Lawson's figure it out. Figure it out. 
Oh, okay, Lawson's. Okay. <laughs> oh, remember whenever we were so stoked that Lawson's was in town? Mm-hmm. And then we started drinking it? Yeah. Like, fuck, why did we think this was good? You know what it was? It was when they started brewing at Two Roads. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was before I was paying super close attention, to be perfectly honest with you, but, like, Jeff was creaming his jeans over Sip of Sunshine. Oh, Sip was, like, the, the jam. Yeah. As soon as they moved to Connecticut, it was just... It's not great. It's too expensive. Hmm. It's almost like, you know, you have to find that nice balance between quality and price. That's right. Yeah. Dogfish Head 60-Minute IPA. Yes. What a great segue. Yeah. Because I feel like that's what this is. It's, um, I appreciate it. It's a Sam Adams product. Um, No shit. (laughs) Yeah, Sam Adams and Dogfish Head merged a couple months ago. I had no idea. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, the Sam. Sam Adam and Sam Calgione. Yeah. But you, you know that Sam Adams is, like, a very dead person. What? Yeah. When did he die? Like, the 1700s. Fuck, how did he make this beer for all this time? I I don't know. He knows a guy. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, Dogfish Head... Uh, you know, in particular, the the sixty minute IPA. I've and I like I was telling you, I just enjoyed this one a couple nights ago. Um, and you know, at six percent, it's you know a nice sort of middle of the road uh, sort of thing. At least for me. Yeah. See. <laughs> for me, six percent is middle of the road. Now, and I, I get that. Like, um, I, I went to San Diego a couple years ago. Um, you know, just bragging. But mm-hmm. no, so San Diego is kind of the That's home fine. I went those, to Disneyland a couple years ago. Suck my dick. It's it's the home of those classic West Coast super hoppy, piney IPAs, which I feel like this is kind of an offshoot. I know they're from Delaware, blah blah blah. Well, no, but, but this is like super piney, and yeah, I mean hops it, for days. It's an old school IPA. It's the kind of IPA that people decided they hated IPAs based on drinking these. Well, I mean, you have enough of anything. I mean, you have enough pizza, and eventually you're going to get sick of it. Yeah, but this is kind of the evolution of craft beer, right? Before you had your New England IPAs, you had stuff like the Dogfish or like a Stone IPA, mm-hmm. where people were like, oh, it's like fucking drinking Pine Sol. Fuck that. I enjoy it. <laughs> like, give me yeah. that give me that good stuff. It's definitely an acquired taste. Well, yeah, but I mean, so is Moxie, and so is, like, Guinness, you know? It's all these things that are, like, you know, why do you like that, is what people say. And it's, you know, it's the the hipster in me that never really shows itself all that much. Like, Bullshit. except when I'm talking about... No, like... <laughs> Like I'm not, I'm not that much of a hipster about other stuff besides beer. I am a beer snob, but like, you know, I'm I'm not listening to, you know, fucking Bell and Sebastian or whatever. You with the goddamn Arcade Fire? I, no. <laughs> okay, no, Matt. I don't listen to the Arcade Fire. I listened to the Arcade Fire before everyone else started to. Huh. I mean, wait, no. <laughs> What was the last concert you went to? The last concert I went to... Actually, it was Mumford & Sons, so yeah, no, I'm not a hipster. (laughs) So anyway, Dogfish Head. (laughs) I went to, like, one of the biggest bands in the world. How does that make me a hipster? I don't know. They have that one song. 
they have a lot of songs. I I mean, I will say they have two good albums. You didn't like when they went electric, huh? Fuck no. <laughs> hey, let's let's take the one thing that makes us somewhat unique in the sonic landscape that we're creating in today and just say, no, nah, fuck that. Hey, you know who else went electric and it, it turned out to be a good decision? Bob Dylan. There you go. Yeah. See, they're just following the footsteps of Bob Dylan. No, they're not, though, because they're following the footsteps of Coldplay. I, yeah, I suppose that's true. Like, Bob Dylan ended up with the band, and that was, you know, argu- arguably some of the best music ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, and Coldplay is not... No, I mean, I enjoy some of their stuff, I'm not going to lie. But mm-hmm. I haven't enjoyed a song of theirs that's come out since... The one with the naked lady painting on the cover. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. Uh Coldplay is not my my cup of tea. Really, Matt? I would I could not have ever guessed. Yeah, I'm sorry. Coldplay, you two can't can't hang. You know, it, I grew up in a house that was all like Rolling Stones, U2, um, Bruce Springsteen, all that shit. Yeah, classic rock stuff. My house was all Mannheim Steamroller and Broadway musicals, which is why I'm really into hardcore. Exactly. <laughs> Good Christ. Oh, Glaucoma for the workout. You're like a goddamn smokestack over there. <laughs> um, but yeah, dogfish head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is, this is a dog shit head. <laughs> but can we talk for a minute about how dogfish head... <laughs> can we talk? Can we talk? Hey, hey, Mick, can we talk? Jesus Christ. <laughs> can we talk for a fucking minute about how Dogfish Head made a beer for which they partnered with local pillar of the community, Kodak. Very small pillar at this point. Yeah, well, you know. But <laughs> can you imagine drinking something that was developed by a beer company and uh, Kodak. Uh, developed. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they they made a beer called Super 8, which I'm not going to lie, that name is awesome. Clever. Um, it's a uh, fruited sour. Yeah. Sure. Um, Goza, maybe? Yeah. Um, but it's got like eight different fucking fruits in it, and it develops film. Yeah. I think the way it went was if you crushed up a vitamin C... You could step on the beer with some vitamin C and then uh, mix that in, and then you could develop film in it. Hey, hey, dogfish head? You know what else develops film, bro? Fucking poison! <laughs> like, when I'm when I'm looking to crack one open and, you know, kick back and enjoy, I'm not thinking like, oh, man, I shouldn't waste this. I need to f- develop some rolls of 35 mil. This is going to date me, but all I can think is floor wax or dessert topping. It doesn't date you that much. I remember that one. Yeah, it's... You're both right. (laughs) I mean, good for them for trying. I mean, that's one of the things I really like about Dogfish Head is that they'll make these classic IPAs, the stuff that, you know, you kind of know, and then all of a sudden they'll come from left field and go, oh, hey, we found a... uh, a uh, beer recipe that's been lost since antiqu- antiquity. Let's just make that. Yeah. And then we'll just sell Midas Touch. 
Mm-hmm. I, is that a thing? That is a thing. So you drink it and like you die because you turn into gold? Yes. Oh, that yeah. sounds rad. It, it's more or less, it, it's very mead-like. Um, but yeah, that's what they did. They just found a an old beer recipe. I can't remember where. I mean, that would take research. Under the and, bed. Likely. Um, it takes research and I don't feel like doing that. But <clears throat> again, that's what the internet is for. Do it. I thought it was funny when I said under the bed and nobody <laughs> laughed. I mean, it was just made of honey and, and grain and whatever else, and it was an ancient recipe they just made, and then they just sold it at, at supermarkets, and I thought that was kind of a neat thing that they did. That is pretty cool. You know, I I gotta, I don't think I've ever had mead. Yeah, there's a bunch of meaderies around. Yeah. Um, I mean, it looks super easy to make. Yeah, it's basically, you know... Boil some honey, put some yeast in it. Yeah, it's it's bathtub wine. Yeah, it's that. Yeah, if you have a fermenting bucket, some honey, and time, you can do it. It's 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 Pruno for hipsters. <clears throat> Sorry, hipsters who enjoy mead. Um, but yeah, that that's how it rolls. There, there's all kinds of different flavors you can get, and I mean, I, I guess it predates the 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 white claw. <laughs> Like, what the fuck is even White Claw? Like, how do you make water alcoholic? Kara likes it. I'm sure, but, like, I don't fucking get it. Like, I mean, my, you know, uh, I'm from Georgia originally. And, uh, you know, my grandmother, uh, you, you know, the, she it was the sort of household where there was a uh, a rusty... You know, tin can near the stove that they kept the bacon grease in. Right. My dad always used to say, like, if she could fry water, she would find a way to do it. Like, how do you booze water? It, uh, it, it's, again, it, it's proven for people that work out. But, I mean, I, I get how fermenting, like, grains and shit works, but it's it's water. Yeah. Yeah. It, it All it is is basically that they... Is it just water and they put sugar in there and the yeast and the, eats it? Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And then they add the flavoring to it and there you have it. And then it tastes bad. Yeah, but it tastes like fruit bad. Hmm. You know, like like when you... You know in the summertime when you throw out some watermelon? Sure. And there's some water in the bottom of the garbage can and it kind of smells like watermelon? Mm-hmm. That. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so much for that White Claw endorsement. We are, and it's probably all my fault. We're just kissing so many of these sponsorships away. <laughs> like, like, um, I, I don't know, Casper, if you're listening, I'll suck your dick. <laughs> like, I'm not proud. I'll suck your dick for a mattress. <laughs> oh, God. I'll um, suck it good. Just, yeah. <laughs> I will tell you, this, this is my third podcast that I'm doing. And not one of them ever has, has come close to sniffing at possibly getting a sponsor. So I think we're safe. Uh, have you seen MacGruber? Yes. Of course. Oh, you, Nick. Can I tell you something about MacGruber? Um, Please. 
So we went to see it together. Kara and I went to see it. Kara's my wife, by the way. I keep saying Kara. Uh, my wife. My wife. My wife. Um, so we went to see McGruber, and we went, when it was out, in the theater, to the first showing of the day, the 11 o'clock. Jesus, fuck. I'm good. <clears throat> Thank you for not breaking my glass. Uh, mm. um, we went to see McGruber. It was the first show of the day. She still has not let me off the hook for taking her to see McGruber. Why, did she have too good a time? She hated that fucking movie. Okay, so when it got to the point where he's assembled the team and they're all sitting in the van and he goes out to talk to who was Ryan Phillippe and yeah. uh, Stacy Teach or whatever. Was it Stacy Teach? No. No, it was... Um, it wasn't Stacy Keach. That guy. The guy. And then the van explodes. Yeah. And he goes, Tug! 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 Tug, are you okay? Call 911! Call 911! How do you sit there in the theater watching that and not just fucking die? Yeah, that, I did. I, I thought it was great. To me, like... Like, the reason I was just cry laughing a moment ago was because I was picturing... All I can think is MacGruber when I offer to suck somebody's dick. <laughs> It's it's a classic. I think like that has got to be underappreciated classic. I mean, it might be actually my favorite Saturday Night Live movie. Oh well, no. I mean, second, Wayne's World. Yeah, yeah, and and that was why I was, you know, walking it back as I was saying it. Yeah, but I mean, the part at the end when <laughs> at the end when he goes to what like. Val Kilmer's dick off and it's already been blown off. Uh-huh. He's like, wait, you know, just like <laughs> disappointed. Ah, oh, man. Like, that is the funniest fucking movie. The creepy obsessive notebook that he keeps with just the, <laughs> the license plate. Uh, <clears throat> even the dumbest little thing, like him pulling his radio out every time he gets out of the car kills me. Yeah. It's a great fucking movie. I love that movie. God. It's actually, it's on my DVR right now. I, I really should just buy the Blu-ray. It's like four fucking dollars. I don't yeah, know why I haven't done it. Nobody cares. Like, nobody really sees the point of it. Although I did see what, what streaming service is reviving Gruber. I don't know. I hadn't heard about this. This is great news. Peacock, maybe? Yeah, it's Peacock. Oh, yeah, it would almost have to be. Yeah, so they're going to bring back MacGruber alongside uh, Adventure Zone. That was like their two big announcements. That Adventure Zone cartoon, I can't wait to see that. I, I wonder God, if that person it. on Twitter who's posting, like, or maybe it's Reddit, um, that's posting their animations and stuff they've done. Um, I don't know if she's working on it. I or hope so. She was petitioning to get a job with them. I'd be surprised if they didn't hire her as long as they have a choice in the matter. Because she is fantastic. She's wonderful. She does um, really good work. Yeah. I can do it with their sport. I'm good. I'm great. <laughs> I might need to hang out for a while, but... Yeah, I was going to say, this is one of those shows where we'll hang out afterward and just watch something for a bit. Yeah. Um, but we do still have one more. We do. Oh, it's that arrogant bastard. Yeah, let's get after it. Yep. Do it to it. All right. Bye-bye.
Round three. Fight! Now, Matthew, I don't want to be pedantic, but this is our fourth beer. Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> now who's drunk? <laughs> All the shit I've been taking. Uh, you know what? What's that? You know why I said that? Mm-mm. Because that cream ale? Mm-hmm. Amuse bouche. Oh, uh, okay. Doesn't really count. Fair enough. Um, I hadn't considered that, but you've swayed me. Yeah, because really, if you think about the three beers we've had in the interim, mm-hmm. oh, the third one is now the Arrogant Bastard. Oh, yeah. The classic. Mm-hmm. They've all been kind of these heavy, hobby, kick-your-dick-in kind of beers, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So we started with the the kind of appetizer, the, the light, nice little beer, mm-hmm. and then we've gone into the ones that'll fuck up your night. And, and yeah, we're venturing into the heart of darkness here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, the, you know, like, so we basically went a Matt pick, a me pick, a Matt pick, and this is a, a me pick. Um, this is one... Oh, I missed the face. No, I like that. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, that makes me so happy, because Jeff was not a fan. Really? Jeff doesn't like the arrogant bastard. See, this is the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, Arrogant Bastard is... It was one of the first craft beers I ever had. You know what? Actually, same. But um, the first time I had one was at one of the nicer bars in Oswego when I was going to college there. And it was back in the day when I was drinking Keystone Light and on 50 Cent Draft Night, uh, Mick Light, I want to say. So I was not prepared. (laughs) And it was like the worst thing I'd ever tasted. Yeah. Um, but then I came back to it, you know, within the last couple of years. And um, I mean, this is one of my, like I said, th- this episode is all about those stalwart beers that you, you go to time and time again. And right. um, I mean, the only reason I don't drink this one more is because I don't go to Wegmans as much for gas station beers as I go to actual gas stations. Right. Um, but I, I fucking love this beer. It is. It's great. Like, um... So the first time I had it, I was hanging out with my college friends post-college. Like, they were back in town to visit. Um, I went to Beers of the World and, and shopped, as you do in your early 20s, mm-hmm. for high ABV beers. Sure. So I got this. And or in was, your mid-30s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At the original Beers of the World location. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, um, quick side note, uh, mentioned last time I, you know, grew up in the uh, Rochester Scottish Pipes and Drums. Yeah. Um, we actually played a gig at the old, uh, uh... How the fuck did you fit everybody in there? Well, it was, uh... I mean, I, you know, memory being what it is, I, I remember it being a pretty big store. And it was just like a St. Patrick's thing. We played a few songs, and they, in addition to paying us in money, everyone was allowed to take home a case of whatever they wanted. A so case? Yeah. Wow. Um, so, I mean, a lot of people walked out with, you know, like an 18 pack of Guinness or whatever. Yeah. Um, I was like 12. So, you know, I got a handful of, you know, weird soda pops and stuff, including something I still have to this day, which was a from dusk till dawn branded soda that was like spicy. What? Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. It's pretty cool. But, uh, uh, rip it. Uh, back to your thing. Yeah. So that's what I bought. It was Arrogant Bastard and then uh, Le Fin de Mont, the uh, Unibrew 
what is it, like a 9.5% Belgian. As a 24-year-old who really shouldn't be buying things like that. Well, yeah, and you'd also only been drinking for two years at that point. Correct, yeah. Yeah, so I, I took those all over to my, my friend's house. He was still living with his parents. So we were down in the basement. I took those over there along with a pan of lo mein that I brought home from my call center job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the lo mein that had been sitting out all night. So we drank high ABV beers and ate lo mein all night. That must have been a real interesting barf that you had. Everybody had a real good barf. It was, <laughs> yeah, everybody had a nice spit after that. But somehow I've always had like good memories associated with Arrogant Bastard after that. Well, I mean, how can you not? It's... it's um... It's one of the few, like, I would say it's more of a malty beer. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I generally don't go for those, but for whatever reason, in the, uh, with an arrogant bastard, it just works for me. It's the perfect mix of the Stone IPA and a malty, almost like Scotch Ale. Yeah. Um, invariably, I, I really only drink them when I'm drunk somehow. <laughs> um, Which is always the time to drink something. It's like 7% naturally. plus. Naturally. So the last time I had one, I was out in San Diego. Um, and if you ever go out to San Diego, there's a an area in North Park that it's all breweries. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kara was at a conference, and I was just brewery hopping all day. Why are you laughing at me? Because <laughs> all I could... It's the stupidest <laughs> fucking thing. Yeah. Um, but you know me well enough to know that, like, anytime somebody says something, a song pops into my head. Yeah. And it's not even the right fucking city, which is why I'm laughing. But all I'm thinking is, if you're going to San Diego. Jesus, fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, so North Park, it's all breweries. Like, you walk down one street and there's seven breweries you can hit. There's Belting Beaver. There's uh, Modern Times. There's Fall. So I availed myself of most of those as I'm wandering around in in San Diego while Kara's at her conference. And then her conference has a giant party that night. It was the Adobe Max convention. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a party out on, like, the Embarcadero there. Um, And they've decorated the whole thing, and it looks like goddamn Avatar. Like, everything is, like, bioluminescent and all this shit. Um, And I am fairly drunk by the time I show up to this thing because I've been drinking all goddamn day. As you do. Um, And I show up and they've got open bar and it's all San Diego IPAs. So it's Green Flash, rest in peace Green Flash, um, and Stone. And they had... (laughs) The the easiest drinking thing they had was the Arrogant Bastard. Mm -hmm. So I drank like three of those while I was walking around in this um, bioluminescent... Wonderland. Oh, sweetie. Um, no. And then, did I mention the Alabama Shakes were playing? Really? <laughs> yeah. So That's I saw, cool. I saw the Alabama Shakes. Just shit housed. Blind fucking drunk. Um, and then I, uh, both of us kind of found our way back to the hotel we were staying in, and it just so happened the Alabama Shakes were staying in the hotel. So I have a photo of me somewhere with Brittany Howard, <laughs> where my eyes are barely open and also going in different directions yeah. somehow it was bad enough that Brittany Howard took the photo Jesus Christ <laughs> 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 I 
Yeah, so that was my night. She housed a, an arrogant bastard, and I made the singer from the Alabama Shakes take a, a selfie of the three. <laughs> so, arrogant this bastard. This fucking drunk-ass white boy wants a selfie with me. Arrogant bastard, good times. Yeah. Uh, can I... Um, I, I mean, that's a way more interesting story than all of my memories with <laughs> with Arrogant Bastard, which is, I drank it and played Overwatch. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, literally, like, I didn't start drinking it routinely until I was just gaming at night by myself. Um, but, you know, it, it's one that I get pretty routinely. You know, if the wife is like, hey, we need coffee creamer. I'm like, score. I don't have to pick between, you know, the kind uh, Voodoo Ranger and, and, like, three things that are high enough ABV at the gas station that I would pick it up. Right. Um, you know, I get to branch out a little bit. Um, but uh, I just, like I said, I, I mean, I fucking love it. It's, it's one of those kicking-in-the-face beers. Yeah. Uh, this is the first beer all night that I'm actually, I think, beating you in the getting to the end of it. Well, I have had to fucking pace myself a little bit here, man. I have to drive eventually. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck me. We, we're just devising what we're doing after the show. I'm like, hey, we could... I, I, let me throw this movie on so we can both, like... So that you don't get a fucking ticket yeah. and, and arrested and thrown in the drunk tank and all so, that so shit. So I don't feel guilty about sending you home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so arrogant bastard. Yeah. But not so late, McKenna, that I, I'm tired at work tomorrow. Yeah. Like, yes. Well, that's the trick. I have to be to work at eight o'clock. You have to be to work at ten. Ten. Yeah. Not that it matters realistically. You could probably both show up at ten. <laughs> Sorry, my wife texted me and I'm just also, checking in on you. Yeah, pretty much. The fuck is that? Sometimes she sends me pictures of stuff and I'm just like, why? What? The fuck is a Amazon Basics handle cup? Oh. For our cast iron skillet. Oh, okay. Yeah. We uh, we had steak last night. And, um, like, everything that she was seeing online was, like, how to, you know, pan sear it in a, in a cast iron skillet and then put it in the oven and yeah. broil it. Um, she didn't realize that we still had our uh, cast iron skillet in the, uh, the... I don't know about you, but for me, the, uh, the warmer drawer... At the bottom of the stove, that's that is storage. It's storage, yeah. Yeah, Th- that's where our cast iron skillet is. Um, but man, I haven't had a steak in like a year and a half or more. What? Yeah, it just doesn't happen that often because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't own a grill. Okay. Um, but uh, you know, do you have an air fryer? No. Mm, yeah. Um, that's that's one of those things where so, you know, like like how we get the points at work for our anniversaries yeah. or whatever. Uh. Where my wife works at, like, five and ten years, they can pick a, a gift or whatever. Yeah. And she's been debating for, like, the last year. Oh, Jesus Christ. Fuck. <laughs> Bring that up again. We'll vote on it. Yeah. She's been, um, you know, debating for, like, the last year or so between an air fryer and a sound bar. And I keep pushing real hard for the sound bar. Yeah, I'd go for that. Yeah. You can get a sound air fryer for 20 bucks right exactly um but yeah so because we don't own a grill we don't you know we don't do steak very Hmm. often but after last night man boy oh boy we might i have a small weber grill 
Mm-hmm. It's one of those tabletop ones. Sure. If I clean it up, would you want it? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> not like... It's <laughs> 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 my favorite. <laughs> I don't have a grill. Do you want one? Fuck no. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, no. I, it, it's just one of those things where... Um, I mean, we've gotten by, the, you know, we've been married for uh, a little over four years, yeah. uh, maybe four and a half, and we've gotten by this far without it. Um, we'll, you know, when the kid's probably a little older, we'll get a, a gas grill and yeah. call it a day. Um, but. Man, I will tell you how long I've been married. We've gone through two gas grills, and I'm on my second charcoal. See, that's the thing, though. Like, my. Uh, my father-in-law, before he passed, you know, he would tinker with his uh, his gas grill, and he would get like it was like a fucking car. Like <laughs> he'd get ten years out of that bitch, and then it would be like, okay, now it's it's no longer any of its original parts. It's oh, like that's my dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he even t- uh, took a crack at my my parents' gas grill and like you know cleaned all the shit that had fallen out of the hose and you oh, know yeah. popped a thermometer in there. Yeah. And it, you know, it's nice. Yeah. But, um... See, so we just ended up going to Weber Kettle, because that's mm-hmm. what it was. I I did my... How long am I there now? So, 17 years. So at 15, I got a tabletop grill, a tabletop Weber. Mm-hmm. And I liked that enough that I just bought a $89 Weber charcoal grill. Right. I mean, it is a fair amount of fucking around mm-hmm. to, like, get the fire going. But bringing it back to the topic of the podcast it's also enough to like have a couple beers while you're cooking absolutely now, that's that is one of my favorite things like i am not you know uh an outdoors person i, I i'm an indoor kid yeah same. Um, I, I don't know if you could tell uh but you know i i usually end up getting stuck manning the grill uh at my parents house because my dad just, you know, you end up eating a charcoal briquette mm-hmm. that's made out of beef yeah. if, if he's in charge. Um, so, I mean, the agreement is basically like, yes, I will do this, but you better have, you know, a six-pack of something I'm going to enjoy yeah. uh, while I'm cooking 24 burgers for you. Right. So. Totally makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's that's how we roll here is that I'll, I'll go out in the back and start my fire and, you know. I'll have a beer while the fire is starting, and then I'll have another beer while we cook. My dad actually measured dinner time by how many beers away it was. Gotcha. So, so it's like, uh, three beers away. Yeah, about that. Yeah. That was not a particularly it's, funny... It's 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 bone-in chicken, so it's going to be three beers. If it's burgers, it's a beer. You know, that's mm-hmm. how just how it rolled. He was a gas grill guy, you know. Yeah. Charcoal, you just add a beer on every time, which is why I enjoy charcoal. Plus the taste and all that. But really, it's you get an extra beer out of the cook. Exactly. Um, but, I don't know. It, it, mm, I like steak. Steak is good. What the fuck is this podcast? This has just become dad corner. <laughs> um, Welcome to two middle-aged men enjoy steak. Right. <laughs> 
now, you know what was literally the next thing I was going to say, too? What's that? Was, Remind me, I'll get you some steaks at Costco. Jesus Christ. Along with some fucking jeans. This <laughs> <laughs> is goddamn white New Balance. Got some, got some Wranglers there. Jesus it's a great price. Christ. Kirkland jeans. You know, I was at BJ's a couple weeks ago, and goddamned if they didn't have like 18 packs of uh, Bell's Two Hearted Ale in the beer section. Excellent. Um, and it was a good price, too. Yeah. But I didn't think I could say to my wife, hey, Jess, can we get uh, $18 of uh, beer you can't drink because you're pregnant and wouldn't drink anyway because you, you like Blue Moon and that's about it? Here's a club pack of IPA that I want to get. Yeah. yeah. Costco sells the kind. Uh, they Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I don't have, like, a, a meaningful <laughs> thing to say there, but I'm surprised, like, a, a big chain like that would, uh, you know, save some save some room for a, a local beer. Yeah, they sell it by the case. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I thought so, too. Um, they also have the best steaks in the world. I've never had them, but... Yeah, I'll get you some. Okay. Today. All right. Some Omaha steaks, maybe? Uh, when we're done, I'll show you these steaks in my freezer. They're amazing. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Then we'll compare how we mow our lawns. So I go one up from the lowest setting. Yeah, me too. Me oh, too. Okay. Yeah. I cross don't know. Hatch? Do you cross hatch it? Jesus Christ. So <laughs> <laughs> my uncle, this is the God's honest truth. My uncle would mow his front yard so it looked like the the outfield in Yankee Stadium. I was about to say I legitimately no fucking bullshit. Diamond mowed my lawn one time. Yeah. One time. My uncle does that shit. He also puts the Yankees logo in his front yard. Okay, well, he's a fucking monster. Because um, <laughs> the Yankees suck. Red Sox Nation represent. Fuck. <laughs> baseball woo. There's something about baseball, Ray. Jesus. <laughs> um, I, I just love it. it it's... Uh, you know, it's it's a little boring to watch on base on fuck me. It's a little boring to watch on TV because like every time a ball gets pitched, the the guy has to adjust his gloves and his hat and his uh, his feet and everything. But um, I don't know. There's just something about baseball that I love. It, it's the only sport I really enjoy. Well, that's cool. I kind of feel that way about hockey. Yeah, hockey just oh man, hockey moves so fucking fast. Fucking right. I can't follow anything in that. I love that game. I mean, I, I've been to a hockey game. It was an Amherst game. Okay. Um, it was right after Jess and I started dating, um, because she was still working at the radio station there, and uh, you know, doing what we're doing, but in a way more professional way. <laughs> Getting paid for it. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, you know, it was it was a lot of fun, but like I said, I, I just I can't follow the fucking puck. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably the only person in the entire hockey you like watching the universe. Box puck. I, I like being. Oh, I like. It. I like the thing that tells me where the fucking puck is. See, I've been to more college hockey games this year than I went to baseball games. I mean, you know, fair enough, but like, I don't know. I I feel like. Uh, at some point this summer, you and I need to hit up Frontier Field and, and see the Red Wings play a game. Um, I'm down. 
you know, uh, go to a, a Thursday night game where they're serving trash plates and playing as the plates and, uh, you know, plates, beer and stuff. It, I, I think that that would be fun. I'm down. I'm into it. I enjoy a, a, a Wings game. What do we do? Two this year? Mm-hmm. I, I think, no. Kara did three. I did more. No, I did two, yeah. This is riveting. Um, <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, like, I I just end up liking hockey games better. But I, I grew up with hockey players. Like, I watched hockey. I went over to my buddy's house and watched hockey every Saturday night. So, See, I, I think for me, the problem with sports in general is, you know, the televisual aspect. I, I, I don't enjoy watching sports on TV. Yeah. But live games, I mean, you know, I, I could give two shits about basketball, but I went to a basketball game uh, in high school. That was fucking awesome. They're a blast. Yeah. And, like, we actually, my high school had a fairly decent basketball team. I mean, I don't think they were ever... Uh, champions or anything, but you know they held their own. Um, we had a great soccer team. My school was all about wrestling. My high school wanted to be a football school, but they were a football school, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, they were a soccer school. Yeah. Uh, like I think it was my sophomore or junior year of high school. The JV team went, I don't know, they, they lost one game. Uh, they had an undefeated season until, like, the last game of the season. And you felt so bad for those kids. Like, you know, they're... That's brutal. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, never seen so many 12, or, no, like, 14-year-olds 14. crying. <laughs> like, yeah. it was like... Uh, uh, it, it was a... You write your joke. Yeah, write your joke here. Um, you know, just a bunch of 14-year-olds uh, crying on a rainy, you know, Friday or whatever. Like... Nailed it. <laughs> oh, you beat me. You mm-hmm. fucker. I mean, I have to win something today. Yeah, that's true. You really had a losing streak all day today. <sighs> well. Well, we're to the bottom of that glass. Yep. Four up and four down. Um, the uh, the numbers on the thing telling us it's it's about time to to go home, but you can't stay here. Yeah. What? What the fuck was that? I don't know. So yeah, four up, four down. Next time we'll probably do something a little less uh, ABV. Just hey, and maybe maybe coherent. we'll only have one beer. Oh, <laughs> fuck me. That would be revolutionary. Yeah. Um, well, let's call it two. I think two is probably the the number. Two is probably smart. Um, I think last time, what, we did three? <laughs> three, but there were low ABV. Yeah. Um, let's plan this a little bit better next time. <laughs> the boys uh, got a little too big for the britches is what happened here. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, Fuck me. Until next time. I'm McKenneth Blue. I'm Matt Knotts. Um, check us out on our social. Uh, we've got that running up. Uh, let's see. On Twitter, we are at Beard Reviewed. Beard. Fuck me. We do both have beards, yes. Yes. Beer Reviewed on Twitter. No, at Beer Reviewed JNL. JNL. On Twitter. Because apparently there's a 15 character limit on at names. Oh. Uh. 
Maybe I'll revisit it. The JNL stands for value. Yeah. Um, and uh, Beer Review Journal on Instagram. And um, we don't have a Facebook thing because I didn't sign up for it. Because Facebook can eat it. Yeah. Um, Suck a dick, Zuck. So, yeah, we'll be posting a couple of the, the things that we talked about tonight on the on the Instagram and Twitter feeds. Yeah, suck a dick, suck, even though we're on Instagram. Even though we're on Instagram. I mean, I like Instagram. It's the more positive of all of them. I would agree. I, I've got more. The only reason I, I, I haven't, you know, jettisoned Instagram is it's the only one I've got north than 100 followers on. <laughs> <laughs> suck a dick unless I've got followers. <laughs> exactly. Unless there's something in it for me, you can eat it. Yeah. Uh, so... We'll talk to you next time. We're going to go sober up and uh, catch in a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, I love you. I love you too, my Kenneth. I was talking to our listeners, Matt. You made it weird. Bye. I'm an important British actor. This has been a presentation of the Lunchador Podcast Network. We hope you have enjoyed. Cheerio!